Hey, what is up, CAB Fighters? Stoked that you're listening to this episode. It was so much fun getting to know Jillian. She has so much wisdom and experience, and she is in her early 20s, guys. When I was in my early 20s, man, I just, well, let's just say eating a lot of paint chips as a child didn't really help me out a lot. But I've learned a lot since <laughs> since then. Um, and yeah, there's, uh, man, there, there's just so many value bombs in what Jillian has to say. She has done her own research, and her background is just, she has such a powerful testimony as well. But it actually lit a fire under my butt to actually do more for what it is we're doing in cryptids and conspiracies. So in about a month, I'm going to start focusing hard, building up some content and doing more research um, to grow and and all that stuff to our TikTok Um because if you guys don't know, if you go back to our earlier episode with Whitney, how she worked for TikTok, for a third party of TikTok, it's one of the easiest platforms to grow and create like an awareness on, uh, many other things as well. So I want to start focusing on TikTok because it is so cool, the stuff you can find on there. Also, I am growing an archive of just content on the website that is free for you to look at. And also, don't forget about the church sermons on there too. Um, and you can view them from wherever you are at. And uh, the video content though outside of the church sermons is focused on, of course, cryptids and conspiracies. And these are ones that I do believe um, to be true. Um, some of them, at least I know the Dogman one, um, the Dogman video uh, content on there, I know those are legit. So if you want to see what an actual one looks like, I have three different types on there. Um, and I, I will warn you, like, they are, they, I don't know, it'll make you just feel a little uncomfortable. Um, but, Yeah. Uh, one one of our friends like let us know that this stuff is legit because people like special forces and stuff let her know and then she referred that to us so yeah there's that but I'm going to have several different sections of video contents which you can call them different tabs and under every tab there'll be a different topic um, whether that's a conspiracy or a different type of uh, cryptid to look at but yeah um, I believe there might even be a I, I don't know. I think there might be an option, too. You might be able to comment under the videos. So if you're able to actually say what you think it might be, because I'm going to put up mystery cryptids and stuff like that, please let me know, because some of these things, I have no idea. There are so many freaking cryptids out there, and especially with chimeras and DNA splicing. Who knows what is being created? It's just crazy. And hey, if you were wanting us to sponsor you and our show, let us know. I'd love to throw a trailer together for you, but uh, just shoot us an email. And don't forget... To show us some love by sending this episode to somebody you think could gain some value from it and to help spread some awareness of truth to help us grow. So I've had this thought for several, several months, for probably about like six to eight months, uh, about having another podcast that will be associated with this one, except I don't know if you guys have heard of Monsters Among Us, but it's an awesome podcast I'd highly recommend to go check out, where people literally just call in and they share their stories and their experiences. But I'm wanting to, to do something like that because uh, we have a lot of people reaching out to us, but they don't feel comfortable sharing their stories or us kind of interviewing. It, I don't know if, it feels weird saying interview because we just, we just talk to people. It's like a normal conversation. Um, but yeah, people can call in and they'll literally just kind of leave their message and kind of the sky's the limit for the amount of time you have to share. So what we just recommend you use as much detail as possible to kind of help paint a picture in people's minds to understand and kind of be in your shoes based on the experiences or encounter you had. But if you think that would be cool to have like a video, I mean a, a podcast with a call-in uh, line, let me know. And if you do have any just any stories that you would like to put on there, um, if you go to uh, the show notes in this or even on our website, just click on, uh, there's a Bigfoot on the website. You click on that, it'll direct you to where you can record um, your audio. 
Um, and on the website, or not the website, and on the podcast, just go to the show notes and click on down where, where it says you can record. Um, and that'll really help us out because we, we need to build up some, some content first before we actually start the podcast. But I really want to do it, but I want to know if you guys would like to hear something like that. Um, but it, once again, it will be associated to Crypto Warfare because I'm telling you guys, <laughs> there are, gosh, millions and millions of stories out there. And these people are so afraid to share it right, or share those stories. So um, this will give you another way to just, I guess, open up um, and... Just kind of bring more awareness because uh, it's crazy. I mean, this is how communities are built. This is how trust is built as well. And people just need to vent. And it's people, people feel good whenever they're listened to. And we listen to everything you guys send us. So, yeah. And last but not least, um, if God has it on your heart to donate to this podcast, if you believe in what it is we're doing, please do so. We have links in the show notes to do that, or you can become uh, a member and I mean, it is a growing community, and we have bi-weekly like, chats and stuff, and you get behind the scenes, and there'll be some extra footage um, you'll be able to see as well on the website. I mean, the website is, is growing, and it's just really cool to see the community that God is building, and he is using you guys to do that. But yeah, once we're able to do that, like there's, we'll be able to cut back from, from both of our jobs, um, and we can start focusing more on doing this, and we can bring you guys more content because we'll have more availability. And that will be so cool to do that. And we're going to give to several different charities. And, I mean, it is so cool what God can do with the money that you guys give. So, yeah, that was just on the heart to share with you guys. And everything I just said, <laughs> it's in like almost six minutes now. Yeah, uh, I'm vi- diarrhea out the mouth, as um, Drew calls it. Um, but let's just get on with the show. Thank you, guys. See ya. What's up, everybody? I'm Zook. Hey, guys, I'm Drewski. Hey, don't touch that. Don't touch that! Welcome to Crypto Warfare! And if you have a story or encounter, shoot us an email or a detailed voice message to cryptidwarfare at gmail.com. That's C-R-Y-P-T-I-D-W-A-R-F-A-R-E at gmail.com. Hey, 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 what is up, everybody? Welcome to Cryptid Warfare. Super stoked you're here. It's your boy, Z, baby. <laughs> hey, what's going on, guys? This is Drewski. Guys, we have a good show today. Good show. Uh, we're not. We're actually not recording at night, thank God. We're actually recording during yes, the day. Yes, sometimes so it's good. This is a good thing. <laughs> yeah, so anyways, guys, we have a special guest on. Her name is Jillian. Jillian. Stone, not Gillian, <laughs> y'all. Gillian Stone, guys. Hey, guys. I'm gonna give you guys a little bit of a, a prequel on this on this wonderful lady. Okay, first of all, congratulations on the baby. Thank you so much. Okay, okay, guys. Here's a little here's a little short bio on her. Okay, here we go. All right, she is a uh, former politician influencer. Um, she's a present Jesus follower. Amen to that. Uh, she bases uh, her content around biblical theory mythology and conspiracy theories uh her goals are is are to bring people closer to jesus by showing inconsistencies and darkness in the world and the order to give people um uh, one constant light of the lord jesus christ our god 
and she's also a Bigfoot fan. So <laughs> awesome to that. And also congratulations on the Rooted Conference. That's pretty cool. Oh, thank you. you. I'm so excited. It's going to be so it has fun. to be on the panel. So I know. I'm going to go hang out. And you're it's like, mom, by way. Because I'd like to be able to put that in the show notes. <laughs> I know. I know. I'm so Yeah, excited. seriously. Yeah. So, but yeah, def definitely. Yeah, definitely. Zuck's going to put that in the show notes as well. That way people can plug it in and it finds you and all that stuff too. So, all right, oh, dude, awesome. let's, let's, let's get into it. Let's start. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. Let's start from the beginning on the former politician influencer. So let's just, let's go for it. Let's go. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> there's a, there's a lot more of that even like we didn't discuss even earlier. So when I was around 18, that was when, Oh gosh, that was, I'm 20. So three years ago, 2020. So I had just graduated from high school and BLM and COVID had just started. It was all like this crazy surge. And I had, you know, started sharing my political views um, just lightly. So there was a specific point and I, I've been fired from multiple jobs for, for my beliefs. Um, and this Welcome was the, the first, club. yes, this was the <laughs> first time that I was fired from my political belief at 18. Um, and it was so simple too. I had literally just shared a story post on my conservative values at the time. So I said, I'm a conservative. I believe that Jesus is king. I believe that Hillary Clinton is a deep swamp rat. Um, just like, come like on. So Keep like going. I, come on. I said I was pro-life um, and I go. said that I was anti-LGBTQ. And so I think that was like the number one thing that like really like set me um, up for, you know, not failure, but, you know, I was in the line of fire at that point. Mm -hmm. And also saying that I was pro-life. So it was just a story post. And I just listed, you know, my conservative values didn't go into depth at all. So there was this girl and she was a very popular girl at my school. And she decided that she would, you know, try to bop me upside the head and share this story post to my work. And my work, I thought, was a Christian-owned um, pro-life clinic. And I'm not going to say it, uh, say the name, because it's just, it's in the past. Um, but uh, they were a conservative clinic for women that also um, was a restaurant on the side. So they basically... Um, helped women who got pregnant un unexpectedly um, bring their babies full term, choose life and give them everything they need. So like diapers, um, formula, um, breast pumps, stuff like that. So they would go in and help them for free, these women. And so they also owned a restaurant, um, like I said before, and I worked the coffee stand in that restaurant. So when they saw um, this stuff being, you know, um, like shared to them and this girl had gotten like maybe seven or eight other girls to send in like bad reviews on me specifically, even though it had nothing to do with my work. It had everything to do with my um, values and my beliefs. So they started spamming this business and they ended up um, asking me to resign. I had no idea what my rights were at the time. So yeah. I just, I felt like I was totally hit and I ended up resigning. So, um, 
that's on paper. I couldn't go, you know, really legally about it because on paper is as I did end up resigning when they asked me to instead of being fired. So um, after that experience, um, I felt in my heart that God was starting to tell me that I was meant to do something more with my life than just, you know, work a nine to five job. And so at that point, I was I was still listening to what my heart wanted. And it, immediately I was like, I want to be the next press secretary. I want to be the next um, Kaylee McEnany. And I want to start pursuing politics. So little did I know that would lead me down, you know, a pretty dark path where I started becoming super selfish, super cold hearted. I ended up becoming incredibly mean, um, very cold hearted. Um And I, you know, became very successful, though. I, over the next year, I had, you know, um, gotten multiple awards in my Republican, um, like my local Republican Party was speaking at multiple conferences, ended up becoming a chapter leader for a very brief time before, (laughs) like, I was canceled um, as um, a turning point um, chapter leader, um, was a PragerU influencer, was a... um, just, you know, an upcoming, um, like, I was hoping a political candidate one day, I was hoping to end up running for Congress one day. Um, And so (laughs) fast forward, like a a year and a half. Oh, go ahead. We sure could have used you in Congress just saying. Anyways, (laughs) go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know if they would have elected me because elections are fake, but. um, Oh, come on. Yes, seriously. It would have, it would have just, you know, the cards probably would not have been in my, in, in my hand, but um, fast forward about a year and a half down the line. And I was um, a journalist major at Palm Beach Atlantic university. And I was, um, just starting to work for an influencer, Benny Johnson. Um, and I was working maybe 12, 14 hours a day for him. It was a very, very demanding job, but I was so like anxious to just do anything that I could for him because he had implied one day he had, um, had me take a tour with him of Newsmax of his studio where he had his show. And he said, well, you know, he, I had um, offered him or I had asked him for a job. I had gone up and directly said, I want to work for you and I would, I will do anything to like to work with you and just have you become my mentor. So I started out, you know, um, running his social media and he had implied during that um, tour, you know, maybe this could be your studio one day. So I was like, Oh my gosh, he just like, he just maybe said, you know, maybe this will be me. Mm-hmm. Maybe this will be yeah. me one day. Um, so I was like totally determined to do everything that I could. <laughs> I'd worked for him for two months. September 11th came, um, 9-11 came. And I have always believed that 9-11 was a complete psyop. Um, even like before I joined the truther movement, like I know about, um, is yeah, it, I think the- it's like building seven, right? Um, and I, seven, I knew, explo- I knew about, yeah, yeah, I knew that they were explosions. I knew that there was no plane that had plane that hit the Pentagon. I knew that it was, you know, all planned basically to, um, and, put cash the, in the bushes pocket. And oh, the ahead. budget that supposedly disappeared. 
Yes. And then also yeah. found out later Bush's ties to um, yeah. Hitler and how they funded uh, Nazi Germany, basically. But anyways, I had posted not knowing that Benny Johnson was on the Bush campaign. He was a Bush campaign member. Uh, yeah. I posted this unknow- unknowingly um, yeah. that 9-11 was a psyop on the day of 9-11. So I posted that. I get a call from the CEO of the company of this um, political platform, which has now gone under called Arsenal Media Group. So um, I get a call from the CEO and he goes, Benny wants you off his team. We're going to move you into the regular company now. So I was completely dropped by Benny. He didn't say a single thing to me, um, even though like I had met him in person, I had hung out with him. Like I had like briefly like watched his daughter for a second, like his like like toddler daughter at the time. Um, and so I was like, you know, and he even like said, OK, maybe this will be you one day, um, like touring like his whole studio. So I thought that I was like getting pretty close with this guy and like no like no commentary for him still have not spoken to him to this day um he just dropped me from from his team so i was pretty devastated and but then i was like okay well this company still works with a-list politicians so maybe i'll have a spot there so i get to the point where i rise up pretty quickly i went from just a social media um like creator basically for them i made content for all of their politicians and whatnot Went from that to a um, production assistant within like two months. And um, so then I had worked for them for about four months. And I was like, okay, well, this is really getting good for me. Then Afghanistan hit and I had made a live stream video basically saying that I was really frustrated that 150,000 unvetted Afghanistan citizens came into our country with, you know, no repercussions, basically. They were just, you know, allowed to come into our country. And we left 50,000 American soldiers and translators um, and their families and everything. So, um, like, the the people who translate for the United States government um, in those countries, um, the things that happen to them if they are found are horrendous. Mm -hmm. Um, it is absolutely terrible what the Taliban does to people who help us out. And it's heartbreaking what, um, what they've done. Not only that, but the persecution of Christians is incredibly, um, heartbreaking as well. So I was basically on this live stream talking about the way that I felt about this situation. And as soon as I got on the topic of illegal immigrants, a, um, a woman, Kellyanne Conway, her daughter, Claudia Conway, had joined my live stream. So a little bit about Ke- um, Kellyanne Conway's daughter, Claudia. Claudia had gotten her mother fired from the Trump campaign because she had leaked a video of Kellyanne saying, basically speaking in jest, that her job was very stressful, that she, like, was feeling overwhelmed, that she felt like she couldn't do it anymore. And this was in jest. And I... You know, everybody has those times, like, especially working a job that, like, you feel like giving up because it's hard. It's hard going to work every day, especially being being the number one person um, who I believe got Donald Trump um, to win his presidency. Basically, she she was the mastermind behind the marketing, everything. She was the one who helped Donald Trump win in 2016. 
So Kellyanne Conway had to resign because Claudia had leaked that video. Claudia is a flaming lib. So she she did not like her mother at all. So she wanted to essentially destroy her own mother's life. Like who does that? Um, and gets her fired from this campaign. So Claudia joins my live stream. <laughs> Claudia has around like 4 million uh... followers like across all platforms. And as soon as I got on the topic of illegal, illegal immigrants, she decided to start screen recording. So I had said, um, that verbatim, chick is a troll master. Jesus. I know yeah. exactly. She, There's I mean, she got her own it. mother who was like one of the most, like I, she was, she was the person that got Trump elected. Like she, she was very high up in the Trump administration. She got her fired. So, um, God. it was only a matter of, it was only like, um, I mean, this is like, I mean, she just did exactly to me what she did to her mother. Um, she screen recorded me saying, um, I don't want to one day be in a mall going shopping and living about my life and have um, the entire mall blown up because we didn't vet these immigrants. And so I was, you know, specifically talking about the Taliban. But earlier on in the live stream, I had also said that I was anti-Islam, that I did not believe that Islam was a good religion. I believe that it was inherently evil um, and that nobody should be a part of this um, essentially cult. Um, and so that was also screen recorded later on down the line. I had no idea. But this video in particular, when I was talking about being in the mall and having it blown up, she had gone in after she had screen recorded it and chopped it up to make it look like I was saying that I wanted to blow yeah. up Muslims and that I wanted, like, specifically Muslims, even though I had been talking about the Taliban the entire live stream. Um, she was just talking about Muslims. Uh, or she made it seem like I was just talking about Muslims in general. So... That was immediately posted on her page. It got like, I think over 2 million views. So these people who were trolls of hers found my job, found my college, found um, my family, um, found my husband's family, etc. Started, you know, spamming, totally spamming, um, giving me death threats, giving my family death threats, contacting my father's work, um, spamming them. Um, spamming um, my husband's family, spamming my work, um, spamming all every single political um, organization that I was a part of. So then it ended up I was fired from my job. I was completely let go, blackballed by every single political organization that I was a part of. Um, I was um, practically expelled from my um, college. I was only allowed back in unless I had um, been willing to write a 25-page diversity and inclusion essay. Um, that would basically be my golden ticket back into um, the journalism program at the school. And I was yeah. like, heck no, I'm not doing that. So oh. um, essentially, and then my dad, my parents were just, they were, they were disappointed in me for talking about the subject. So for me, I'm a humongous family gal. My family is everything to me. Their approval is everything to me as well. And so having my family also kind of be against me at that time, mm -hmm. while the entire internet was just sending me death threats, it sent me into a, a crazy spiral. And I had attempted to take my life and I was um, escorted from my college campus after, you know, 
basically trying to um, commit suicide. Uh, I was taken by police officers in the back of their car. I was taken to a hospital and there I stayed for two days um, until um, I was, you know, deemed sane and I wasn't a threat to myself. Um, And I get back and I had three days of complete silence. I didn't speak for three days straight. And um, on the third day, um, I finally spoke to my mom and she was just begging me to say something, begging me to eat something, begging me to, to do something. And I just told her, I don't, I don't know what else to do. I don't know what to do. There's my life is ruined. I can no longer get a normal job. I can normal, I can no longer have the life that I want to do in politics. I am completely canceled. And I like essentially my my life um, is over. And like the, <laughs> the workforce is such a toxic place now. If you say anything, yeah. do anything, people find out about it. You're you're blackballed, and that's mm-hmm. it. So um, from that moment on, I was kind of just um, I had found safety um, in a woman that I actually was able to be taken under her wing a little bit. Um, and her name is Abby Johnson, and she is a pro-life advocate. Um, the movie Unplanned was made um, about okay. her and her story. So she oh. became she was a that friend. Was a, that was yeah, a good story. She, that yeah, was really she good. was she was a, a she was a friend of mine through working for her company and actually Arsenal had dropped her and stopped making her money because they thought that she wasn't exciting enough and I was the only one who was trying my hardest to help her and help her team until they ultimately dropped her. And so I had reached out to her cuz I had had her phone number and I was like, "Look, this is what happened. I don't know what else to do. Is there any possibility that you would be willing to um like give me a job with you and she did so i worked i worked with her for a couple months until unfortunately her platform was um demonetized and so then there was no more money but at that point i was able to um start you know figuring out um stuff on my own and i ended ended up um interviewing for a job with the like alt-right community um i was reached out to by lauren witzke one of the journalists there and um so i went um i went that day i drove two hours from my house to vero beach but back then i had lived in in boca raton uh, florida and i um was at that point driving two or three times a week, two hours to and from Boca to Vero. Um, and this went on for like a couple months until they decided to bring me on full time. And me Jeez. and my husband had gotten married that April. So from February to April, I was driving to and from work um, two, three times a week, two hours from my house um, to go work there. And so they had put me on um, their little news network, Crosstalk News. And there I was really excited because I was starting to do journalism again. And um, I, the pressure from <laughs> them being a mostly Catholic um, organization had ended up, you know, mm. leaving, leaving stress on me because I was not Catholic. I had very different views and it had ended up becoming more of a what I felt to be a, a toxic work environment. And I felt like I was kind of every single day I would come to work, I felt like 
my beliefs were kind of putting and also me being a woman because that whole entire group is like essentially (laughs) anti-woman i from me being a woman and me being a christian and not a catholic it set me apart um and kind of sent them you know aiming at me like i was a target so they would you know discredit my beliefs and also starting to become more awake in this movement in the truther movement like one of the first things for instance was the flat earth and so the Catholics do not believe in the flat earth and neither do most of the people that work there. So um, for me talking about the flat earth um, on and also talking about like color symbolism, MK Ultra, they thought that I was essentially a crazy, um, yeah. cr- crazy Protestant white woman who um, just is no one to take seriously. So I was eventually put at the back of the office and there I stayed until uh, we parted ways. Um, and the next day that um, after we parted ways from, after I parted ways from that job, um, I found out that I was pregnant. And from that moment on, God really took took me, you know, kind of by the shoulders and was kind of shaking me, I felt. And he was like, you're going to stop doing what you want to do for once in your life. And you're going to do what I want to do. And at that point, I was like, you know what? <laughs> Okay. Like, okay, I'll give it up. So, <laughs> okay, 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 okay. I got it. I got it. I'm like, I, got I, I guess, I, I guess, God. Okay. <laughs> I know. It was like, okay, you, you know, I mean, everything else has gone like, it, it was hysterical, my life at that point. Like, like just the journey that I had gone. I'm like, you know what? I, I could, you know, use some of some of your help here and so I, i'll let i'll let down my pride and you know we'll see where you take me yeah so at that point i had only had like maybe seven thousand followers i i had grown at that point from like the time of six thousand followers to around seven thousand because of the political stuff that i was posting but that wasn't really getting anywhere then i had made my first video on i think it was mk ultra And I was talking about MKUltra, and then that had gotten, like, maybe 250,000 views. And I started, you know, growing from there. So I was like, okay, this is a little little strange here. I have never experienced this. And it was only because, like, I had started, you know, reading my Bible daily. And I was, you know, at this point, you know, listening to what God was saying. And all of my content, by the way, is completely prayed over. And I do – I literally will refuse to post – until I see something and feel God telling me to speak on it. So I will go Ah. like weeks at a time sometimes without posting anything. And it will stay that way until I feel like God is telling me to post something. So one of the first things that God was telling me to post about first was my research on MKUltra. So as soon as I had started listening to God and what he was telling me to post about, my content started skyrocketing. And so I was like, you know what? I just need to keep on this path. Like I need to keep you know, doing what he is wanting me to do because I am seeing success when I'm listening to him. So I started posting more only, it was basically spirit, spirit led at this point. Um, like my content still is spirit led. Um, I was basically, you know, praying at my computer, asking God, you know, what do I research first? God, like, what do you want me to research first? What do you want me to talk about next? And then like, with snap of the fingers, an idea would come to me and I'd start posting about that. And I'd start like diving into my research and asking God, okay, 
let my research be accurate. Please help me find what you want me to say, what you want me to specifically find to talk about. And yeah. every single day I would open up my Bible and say, please, God, help me learn something new that I didn't know before. And so this has been, you know, the trend for the past 10 months um, of doing this, um, where I have asked God every single day to lead me down a path that is just, that is righteous, and that um, is glorifying to him. And I've seen, you know, the fruit of that. And it's led me, you know, to being on the podcast today with you guys and kind of just enjoying um, the ride of becoming, you know, a part of this, I guess you could say truth or movement and, you know, you know, really opening myself up to God's truth instead of what I believe to be my truth or political truth or what pop culture says is the truth. And now I'm focused on only putting my hunger for truth down the path that is God's truth, essentially. Wow. Yeah. But yeah, that's, that's good. Like, oh, that's okay, okay. yeah. <laughs> oh. Have you ever had a close encounter with the unknown? Have you stumbled upon a conspiracy that's just too strange to be true? Well, now's your chance to share it with the world. Our Cryptid and Conspiracy podcast is on the hunt for the most intriguing and unexplained stories. And we want to hear from you. Submit your tale by voice message or email and join us as we delve into the mysterious world of cryptids and conspiracies. So don't keep your story to yourself. Let's explore the unexplained together. Get in touch and let's make some noise. Links in the show notes. That's the whole thing. (laughs) This is freaking good. Okay. Oh, this is this is good stuff. Okay, I'm definitely gonna hook you up. One of them is named. He's a good friend of mine, uh, a Josh Monday. He's a big time flat earther, big time, and he knows awesome. about ability and. Oh yeah, he's stuff. on a November and podcast. Then after, and then after you read the book, I'm a. Yeah, and then after you read the book, I'm gonna hook you up with uh, Gary. Gary Wayne. Wayne. That's awesome. Oh my gosh, that'd be so fun. I would love to totally have a conversation with him and just like pick his brain because I've already like I haven't read the book, but I definitely believe everything that the book says. I just can't wait to dive deeper. Oh, am I frozen? No, no. Oh, okay. (laughs) Uh, It it happens sometimes with our connections. I guess guess you just have like the best connection. But it's it's interesting uh, because whenever we talk to Gary, I forgot when it was, uh, maybe March? Um. Yeah, he was coming out with a new book that isn't. It'll be a little different because it's only so uh, focused toward uh, Buddha mouth. It's focused <laughs> toward grounding Christians in their faith, um, but it still like tackles the same concepts and stuff. But I'm I'm really excited for it. But I think I think it's already out. Um, but it will be cool too. So whenever you do have the the privilege to talk to him, now you'll have that as another reference. It's, hopefully, it won't be as dense, but it might be. Um, Because his book took me a long time to get through, but I'm a really slow reader. (laughs) I'm a slow reader, too. So I'm also a note taker. So it takes me probably even longer than than you. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, That's why it's so hard for me. I I like to listen to audiobooks. um, And then I just try to take mental notes sometimes. But yeah, I do take massive notes. I had to take a step back after having two kids. (laughs) Crazy how much time that takes. Yes. It, it was funny, though, because Zook actually let me borrow that book. How, how long was it before we had to interview him? Like two months? 
or something like that, a month and a half. Well, I think we knew about two months, but I I said, oh, yeah, have the book. Like, probably a month before that. So so the whole time, I was just, I was literally just crushing that book. Plus, (laughs) you know how we did it. Yeah. He has, like, 13 kids, and he has, like... (laughs) Yeah, I know. I'm such a beaner. 13 kids. No, uh, I have a, I actually have three kids. I got a teenager, a preteen and a two year old. So, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I literally thought you were in like your late twenties, maybe. Oh, I appreciate it. I'm almost 40. Dude, so I know. Doesn't he look delicious? No, it's so I crazy. literally, I'm so like, I'm astonished. Like. That's so cool. Oh, cool. I, I feel good now. Right on. Appreciate it. <laughs> and I'm the old guy. <laughs> yeah, I yes. Yeah, I know. So. Yeah, other than that, yeah. So, yeah, other than that, I just, I totally like crushed that book. And then by the time we interviewed Gary, I was just like, uh. <laughs> Dude, it is so okay. it's so yeah. wild, and then how he traces it all back because it goes to uh, I think Hercules and, and Atlantis. Um, yes. and, and oh, too, whenever you so do good. listen to uh, Michael Heiser stuff, he will make like light touches on that, but he knows how much time it would take. Like I, as I like I'm sure there there's more um, audio or maybe even video of him actually covering those yeah. those big topics, but it's crazy. How it really makes you think about like really diving deep into scriptures. Uh, it does, man. Man, I'm well, like, all, yeah. Well, basically, with all this stuff that's going on throughout the world right now, with the wars, rumors of wars, and all that, and then all these catastrophes, like God's really trying to wake up a lot of people here. And just going through my notes and stuff in my Bible and whatnot, um, just the whole end times thing. You know, it reminds me of like Ezekiel 38, 39, Isaiah 17, Matthew 24, Mark 13, Luke 21, Revelation 6 to 20, and 2 Timothy 3. That 2 Timothy 3 really blows my mind up because it's what is exactly going on right now in America, mm-hmm. in our society right now. Just, mm-hmm. just, yeah, just totally blows my mind. It's like, oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it's good to like when you ever, like, like what Corey says at, at church. You know, whenever you look at the Roman culture, um, yes. we're not too far behind that. But it's weird because we see a lot of stuff that happened just before the, the fall of Rome and stuff. And they started focusing more on, I guess, identity and all this other yeah, things. Self. The art, the, yeah, basically like, the art of self. Like the number one rule to Satanism, right? Do what thy will. You know, yeah. unless you're proud yeah. and all that stuff. So. But people uh, have woken but, up like yeah. since COVID. Or, yeah, people oh, woke up. yeah. Yeah. Um, not, but it's so weird. You still have those ones that hold on to, to, um, I guess their identity of what truth is. Mm-hmm. And it's like, but there's so much evidence. Like, and, um, there, there is this, um, geologist, his name is John Mackay. And, but his last name is spelled key. It's one of those tricky names. Like, John like McKay. Gillian, Jillian, Farah, <laughs> Farah. <laughs> that was a fun episode with Farah. He said, anyway, oh, um, anyway, she's like, it's Farah. Um, but, yeah. Man, like at his, um, he came to speak at a, I don't know, I was going to say a convention or a conference, but it was like a, a Bible study, a college Bible study he came to. It was really cool. It's from Australia. Um, but he's proven that there is a global flood that's been all around the world, even in, in, in other, quote, religions out there. Like, they do reference like a massive global flood. Um, but yes. he shows you all this evidence and stuff of it. And he's caused not intentionally but he's changed the beliefs of a lot of these geologists and even um uh what's the other word uh archaeologists and things like that and they and and whenever you know whenever they're the big heads or whatever their universities that were funding them found out like like they fired those people and um, and they were like really good like at their jobs but he said he went to a site once 
and he was talking to some archaeologists um and there was actual evidence of dinosaurs being as old as as humans like that they were side by side footprints uh but this one geologist uh, i mean archaeologist he just he he's like no i'm not gonna look he, he willingly <laughs> like the evidence was all there and they even mm-hmm. found like sandals and all sorts of stuff all sorts of things and then there's you know even in america it's crazy if you were to look up uh fred the dinosaur I don't know why they named him Fred. I guess it was a popular guy. Maybe a guy. Named, <laughs> maybe a guy. I'm guessing. Uh, I'm guessing Fred Flintstone. I don't know. Yeah. No. Hey, you know, I never thought about that, but it's weird. Like they actually found DNA in the bone, and I'm like, and there's no way a, a bone can be millions of years old at all. Like, yeah, dinosaurs are 100 not as old as we were told. Yeah. Um, and when you look into some of them, I think it was the bronchiosaurus. Um, I could be wrong, but I know it's one of the dinosaurs. <laughs> there were these two com- competing archaeologists. And one wanted to find a different one, a different species, but he only managed to find a head, but no body. So he just attached the head to another dinosaur's body. Yeah. And now it's crazy how that's pushed out. And um, there's this museum in, I think, Houston. I think this was a oh, man years and years ago when I looked it up. But, um, you know, like like uh, the Loch Ness Monster or here in America, what do we have? Um, Ogopogo? Um, the I think so. Is that what it is? But anyway, there was a guy, I think it was in the late 80s, he found it was a, a washed up baby carcass of one of those that washed up on the sore and then a creation, <laughs> uh, a creation, uh, creationist museum. They ended up getting it and they ended up uh, mounting it. And supposedly it's on display there. Dang. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, that's like that. <laughs> I think that um, one of the craziest rabbit holes I went down, especially with like the dinosaur stuff, is that. They try to cover up the existence of like Nephilim giants by in the bones, um, building, by the structures, yeah, the, taking, yeah, yes, taking the bones yes, and putting them yes, into yes, like yes, dinosaur exactly shapes. What I was gonna get into, yeah, yeah, that is absolutely nuts. Um, because like <laughs> imagine how many giants were actually found that were just like put into the shapes of dinosaurs. Um, and like you take into account like the spines because like there are bones but like if you take into account like the spines and like put it in a perspective of like what a human spine looks like and you look at like these massive things like how big were these people like obviously pretty humongous especially like when you get into like the numbers 13 um Mm -hmm. uh when you yeah when of lebanon yeah, um, the the An- Anaki um, giants. An- Anunnaki, and, yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah they they were um, in the land of Canaan when God told the Israelites to go and investigate Canaan. And these oh, Israelites, yeah, these Israelites looked up and they reported back that these giants were so big that it made them look like grasshoppers. And yeah. um, like when you put into perspective, like the the dinosaur, like human bone theory whatever um it's it's pretty insane what you'll find and like the the mountain ranges of like that look like faces and that look like bodies and stuff that yeah yeah laying out so crazy and one of like the biggest things that got me so much hate was like even the giant tree theory was like oh yes how like uh the like in arizona for instance like the sculptures like or like the big like formations that you see big like these big tree stumps yeah oh, yes. these big like stump looking things they're trees and yes. it's crazy have you seen the one video of the guy he was over there but he was like dude this ain't freaking dirt 
this is petrified wood. And he's taking yeah. chunks off this giant mesa and he's like, this is petrified wood. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And yeah, also was- like the um in Arizona specifically, there was a sculpture that or not sculpture, there was like a formation that looks like a human body. And mm-hmm. when you took a side by side comparison of like meat next to like the rocks that he found, it looked like petrified meat, like petrified like flesh. Like, yeah, was- like bacon, like bacon. Yeah. You see them cutting it up it looks like meat yes yeah the rock looks <laughs> like insane. meat dude. Oh, it looks man. like that yeah cut me up a slab of bacon on that and i want to eat one of the meat rocks mm. <laughs> 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 yeah they were uh gosh they were, they were they were doing this one thing i was watching okay what's that movie uh moana yeah where that yeah. that tall you know uh, yeah fallen angel freaking just went down and laid down again yeah. and you're comparing they always all these tell other you. They always tell yeah. you what they do. They always tell you what's mm-hmm. real too. And so it's like, okay, well, that's not really so far-fetched when we know that there are, mm-hmm. were Nephilim that walked the, the earth and also like multiple different breeds of Nephilim that walked the mm-hmm. earth. So a volcano giant looking thing, I could totally be on board with that. Or like just the Tahiti, um, like being like this goddess, I could totally see too because – I mean, we're finding examples all over the world of like these beings being so large that it's like when you see these movies of, you know, stuff like that being their reality, um, you know that it's it's not as far fetched as what they're making it look like. Yeah, for real. And what's what's a trip too is that okay, oh my god. If you if you start reading Gary Wayne's book, whenever you, you like, like Zook said, you're going to start to see the ties into, into Hercules and all like these demigods and stuff and all that. And uh, mm-hmm. it's, it's, it's very fascinating. And what really blew my mind was I didn't realize it at the time, but I'm like, it's, it's, it's kind of funny though, because when you read Genesis six, you just kind of just like skip over it. Like, oh, okay, cool, whatever. But <laughs> I feel like, I feel like it's made to be looked over. I feel like yes. the, it was Enoch was like specifically left out of Canaan um to to make yeah. it be something that you could just skip over yeah and um to me it was the way he talks about it, it's a whole like dna war right mm-hmm. ever since you go back to the fall with adam and eve and all that how when god says to well to satan or to anunnaki or whatever i'm gonna send someone that's gonna that's gonna strike the heel of the, that's gonna strike your head and bruise and bruise his heel of course he's talking about jesus right well, ever since then, he didn't realize, okay, there's something coming. I don't know what it is, but there's something coming to destroy me. So I'm going to do whatever I can to destroy God's creation. So, oh, yeah. All that stuff. So, needless to say, he tried to, you know, try to jack up the whole human DNA that, you know, that God created. So, by the time this being would come, it wouldn't be fully human. You know what I'm saying? The oh, DNA yeah. would be mixed up. And, it basically Jesus wouldn't be able to cast that check for us, you know, mm-hmm. freedom. So, anyways, yeah, I thought that was pretty interesting. But yeah. oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's totally. I I love talking about this stuff so much. Yeah. So okay, so so back to Nephilim. Um, do you think they're alive today? Oh yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. I mean, they. I mean, like if you uh, if you, I don't know how many videos you've done on like. Nephilim and what whatnots, but one of one of the um, biggest rabbit holes I've been down over the past couple months was the Antarctic Treaty, as well yes. as um, the um, 
oh gosh, the uh, the it starts with the G, um, the Griotta Treaty as well. Okay. Um, with Eisenhower. So, yeah. have you guys have you guys heard about Pres- the Griotta the Griotta Treaty? President Eisenhower when he made a pact with aliens. Yes. So yeah. um, that's like um, like a sneak peek into like my next video that I'm going to be making. Um, but I went down quite a quite a rabbit trail. Um, and so basically, for those of you who don't know what the Griotta Treaty is, um, it was in February of 1954. Um, President Eisenhower went to a um, I believe it was an Air Force base to sign a diplomatic treaty with Nephilim or aliens or whatever you want to call them, um, basically allowing them access to um, national parks and state parks and that the government would regulate access to people coming to them so that they could create underground bases there um, to perform experiments on us um, and to um, basically in return to give the U.S. government and the world essentially access to um yeah high tech so um eisenhower accepted this and i believe eisenhower was a freemason um Mm. either that or he was no he was definitely a freemason um i always get him mixed up with roosevelt who was skull and bones but eisenhower was a freemason and he is obviously one of the bloodlines that um is trying to usher in the antichrist so of course eisenhower made this pact with these um, beings and they ended up creating different bases um, around the United States. And I also like, it wouldn't be too far fetched to say they probably have similar treaties around the world where they have created bases as well. Um, But, you know, like one of those bases would be the grand Canyon. um, In my opinion, I, they, Mm -hmm. there's some crazy uh, rabbit trails to go down there, but um, the, basic goal was to <laughs> create cl- like create a society where they could manipulate dna without telling the public first so you're seeing now they're just now starting to tell you this but this has been around for decades where mm-hmm. they are able to manipulate the human embryo to basically create a designer baby with crispr technology um they are able to clone dogs they are able to clone like different animals as well um it wouldn't be so far-fetched to say that they are also cloning human beings as we speak um Mm -hmm. but you have like the um elon musk brain chip idea where um if you take this brain chip you will immediately be able to cure cancer you'll be able to cure huntington's disease alzheimer's dementia all of these different um transhumanism yeah. yeah, basically. And they're wanting to patent this as a good thing for society, even though uh, we know that it's just um, a sign of the times, literally. Um, but I think that the interesting thing about um, Eisenhower's experience with these um, beings was the description of them. And so they were uh, known as the they're known as Nordics or the tall white aliens where they look like human beings but they're blonde blue-eyed very very slender and tall um Mm -hmm. and i thought that that um description was really interesting because um just a few weeks before even researching the um griotta treaty i was on the rabbit hole of the antarctic treaty 
where um, Admiral Byrd. Admiral Byrd. Yes, we did an episode on that. Yes. It's such a a good rabbit hole to go down. But basically, to to give a brief brief synopsis, since you guys made a video on it, he met the tall whites, the the Nordics. He was met met by them. Yes, the master. And these beings were tall whites. So even before Eisenhower's treaty that he made with them, um, Admiral Byrd saw the exact same type of being, uh, beings that had taken control of his plane, landed it safely and whatnot. Um, and so it's these, and these are coming from, you know, classified documents from people in the government. So it's not like these people didn't have credibility. Um, why would an admiral of the U.S. government um, decide to lie about something so like outlandishly crazy to the like to the public if it wasn't true and why is it that he would he mysteriously passed away and the fbi cia seized all of his documents except for his diary which a family member of his His, had been able to to i believe it was his son son. yeah and he had eventually leaked his diary to the public and then a year after his death uh, the Antarctic Treaty was formed, and a year after the Antarctic Treaty was formed, NASA was formed. And now we have no access, no clearance, except for mm-hmm. maybe a small little smidget of, of Antarctica where we can, you know, take a glance at from a distance, but we can't. It's like a look, but don't touch kind of thing. Um, and only the highest levels of security can even touch the grounds of Antarctica. And I think it's interesting that um, Tom Hanks was one of those people that was granted access to Antarctica. Mm-hmm. He's he's been there, um, mm-hmm. but it's really really interesting to see um, like where I mean the classified documents become unclassified. But um, I like to always make it apparent to people that these beings are not from outer space. These no, they're space, I mean, they're they're not. There's no such thing as space. We live in a firmament. For one, um, they're, they're not from space. Are you ready to level up your podcast game? Introducing Superpass, the ultimate all-in-one platform made by podcasters for podcasters. Imagine having access to a sleek website builder, the most powerful content app maker on the market, engaging courses, a thriving community, Patreon, and, and exclusive membership perks all in one place. With a Netflix-inspired layout that's both professional and creative, Superpass is the perfect place to grow your audience and take your podcast to the next level. Don't miss out. Join the Superpass revolution today. Check out superpass.com and get a two-week free trial. Link in the show notes. If you're looking for one-of-a-kind art that is sure to make you stand out from the crowd, then look no further than Drew's Tags. Drewski has created a world of custom art that will take you on a wild ride through sports, space, travel, military, cryptids, and beyond. Whether you're a fan of Bigfoot, a reptilian, conspiracy theorist, or just someone who appreciates a good pun, Drewski has something for everyone. So why settle for a boring old print when you can have a custom creation that is as unique as you are? Reach out to Drewski today and get started on your one-of-a-kind masterpiece. Check out his Instagram link in the show notes and these flying saucers that they're on were created years ago by nikola tesla around um the actually around the same time um they started like becoming a thing flying saucers in the 50s um they were all 
patented Navy documents, um, like from Nikola Tesla, creating these designs. And, you know, he after Nikola Tesla died, the FBI and CIA ended up seizing all of these um, documents. And I think it's really interesting that um, even with Trump later on, one of his things was he was promising that he was going to declassify the alien documents um, when his uncle had also been a part of the seize of Nikola Tesla's belongings. And um, Trump's uncle had actually owned um, Nikola Tesla's personal belongings as well. And he just happened Mm. to be the first maker of the patent Mm. of the world's first flying saucer. So there's like a deep rabbit hole with even Trump in there too. Um, And his family's connections with, I guess, aliens or Nephilim, um, whatever you want to call them. Um, Sometimes it's easier just to say aliens because we know it is Nephilim, but they're just a sect of Nephilim. But um, yeah, they're just a subspecies. But yeah, I definitely do believe that these creatures walk among us. Um, And I do believe that they might try, the government might try to fake an alien invasion, but we know that these, you know, flying saucers are man-made. It's, I don't believe in Project Bluebeam personally, after finding all of this information out about these flying saucers being Nikola Tesla inventions, because if they have the real thing and they have real Nephilim, why try to, like, why try to use holograms for extra pizzazz? I, I don't think that it will be, I mean, there's enough Nephilim around and also uh, two thirds, uh, or sorry, one third of the fallen angels. Um, I mean, they're, they're here mm-hmm. walking the earth today. Um, so like if one third of the angelic population from heaven came down to earth, how quickly do you think that they could populate Nephilim? Probably yeah. pretty quickly. Um, especially with the alien abductions um, and the child breeding farms that are around the United States today and around the world and all this mm-hmm. child trafficking. I, I mean, the manipulation of DNA um, is very easily accessible to the evil ones. And yeah. um, it's, I mean, ultimately, we are getting to the time where these sightings of Nephilim are um steaming um steaming up in in the news um and people are you know kind of being awakened spiritually that you know we might not be alone um here on earth um i mean it's literally what revelation says where we are going to be living like the days of noah and we're we're very very close to that especially um once we get to 2030 which i believe is is when the new world order will you know be become a full thing um just like in their agenda um that was leaked a a while ago but um yeah i I definitely believe that these creatures are here um they walk among us today people are seeing them what they're seeing is real and they're consistent it's not just like people are you know reporting completely different things from another person they're all seeing the same things they're all reporting um almost identical um descriptions of these beings that they're seeing um so now i'm just like okay well where when is the leviathan gonna come like when are we gonna start seeing like dragons and whatnot because that's like that's gonna really like (laughs) well in a way it's kind of well in a way it's kind of funny you said that you know how basically how hollywood does it how disney does it they throw it in your face right what's gonna happen Mm -hmm. or what already happened well godzilla 
That's, that's what I was literally here. thinking. Yes, yeah. Godzilla. Godzilla yeah. Like a, like a, I was just telling my grandpa about this. They were visiting, and I was like talking about how I believe that Godzilla is like an accurate representation of what a Leviathan looks like. Yeah. Because like, how do how would people come up with these things in their mind unless they've seen it? Oh yeah, that's that's hundred percent. And not only that too, it goes back. It reminds me of a. Uh, Oh gosh, Dr. Von Braun, the guy who headed NASA, right? The ex-German oh, yeah. Nazi. Well, like basically when they're talking to him, they're like, okay, so how'd you come up with this, all this stuff? And he's like, well, I got it from them. And he's talking about fallen angels and stuff like yeah. that. So no one's like sitting on their toilet, eating a pop tart. Like, oh, I got an idea. That's not, that's not how it <laughs> yeah, works. No. It's not how it works. <laughs> because you know, they came up showing with this. A, yeah. I think and it what's funny. The big bang. <laughs> yeah, and what, that was a great visual. What, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> <Get down there>. <laughs> <laughs> and what's a trip though is um when you said uh you know all these uh, fallen angels nephilim on this earth and whatnot reptilians anunnaki and all that um mm -hmm. we are living in the last days i know that i got you know and just all, all these things that are happening biblically you know like the whole um oh gosh like the euphrates river drying up right that's yes. happening too and you know, with all these UFO sightings and all that, it reminds me of uh, of Luke 21, 26, where it says men's hearts will fail them of the things that are coming on the earth. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you start to really see people who are diehard in their faith and who aren't. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, you know, just to me, when it starts kicking up a notch and kicking up more and kicking up more, you're going to start really seeing people fall, fall out of the faith and getting astray and you perfectly seen it when COVID hit when they were forcing oh, people yeah. you know to take the jab or whatnot mm -hmm. and yeah just yeah it's just it's exciting but it's it's yeah. awesome seeing the bible play out but well it it brings me joy because i know that as this goes on jesus is coming near so Anyways, yeah. At this yeah. point, I feel like I'm a part of like the Mission Impossible series. It's like this, yeah. like all of this new information is coming out. And I feel like as Christians, we're on this like mission to save the world. And also like knowing that we are on like a timeline at this point, like things yeah. are starting to happen. Um, knowing yeah. that we're actually living in the in these last days is kind of awesome in a way. <laughs> it's like we I mean, and also like all of us here today, we were put on earth for a specific purpose. And I was thinking about it today, like God made me the mom of my son for a reason. And it's like, what will my son, mm -hmm. like, what will I like? Cause obviously I'm, I give my son like full heartedly to the Lord, but it's like, what mm -hmm. will me dedicating um, Jack's life who is my son to the Lord. What will he become? Like, what will he accomplish? For what he be the, doing yeah. for for the kingdom, like what will he like ultimately do? And I mean, yeah. I I I believe in my heart that um, great things are destined for him, and that he is here for a purpose. And it's not just to you know be a victim of the antichrist. I believe that every single person is here for the call to action. We are the call to action, and. Um, I think we sitting are, here and yeah. having these conversations is putting that action into play. And by allowing um, just the things that we say from our hearts um, that are dedicated to the Lord, um, I, I believe that we are like con continuously opening the eyes of the blind and on a mission to really just 
you know, get people to heaven, literally get people walking on that narrow path and helping them stay on that narrow path as well. Yeah, 100% agree. And to me, it's, oh gosh, like you said, it, it's like a hostage rescue. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. You know, just <laughs> spread the truth, tell people about Jesus. And yeah, that's it. You know, just, yeah, just tell every living creature about Jesus. And that's, if they take it, they take it. They don't, they don't. But, you know, mm-hmm. it's, it's our job, you know, just spread that word. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> Zook, you all right? <laughs> oh, yeah. I was just waiting my turn. <laughs> You're just like, <laughs> I want to be a gentleman. Well, well it, it's interesting, like in all these other places um, around the world, and too, like I went on a mission trip to El Salvador twice. And when you pray, you actually see miracles take place there. I mean, it's it's awesome. I know miracles happen, happen all the time, but I don't know what it is about America itself, but all these incredible, amazing things like people who could not walk, they're able to walk, even the blind can see. And this is stuff that you don't hear about. Of course, you know, they have you know the media fear porn yeah. and, um, sucking you in. And it's, it's so crazy if somebody does a little digging, like how that can really change their perspectives, their minds, their hearts, and then eventually their spirit and kind of focus them toward Christ. And yeah. I don't know. It's because Jesus changes our DNA. It like quite literally mm-hmm. changes the way that we think. I mean, I think that it's like um, medically proven that when you're, when um, it, there was like a, a study that I was reading of an atheist's brain compared to a Christian's brain. And the brain makeup was drastically different from the Christian and the atheist. You could see that the atheist's brain was more like scrunched up due to stress. And oh. the Christian's brain was like flowing with, with like light. Yeah. With like life. And um, I think that um, in a way Satan knows that Jesus changes our DNA for the good to having a mm-hmm. heart and um, a mind and a soul living for the Lord. Um, he knows this and he can't create his own anything so all he he all he can do is replicate it and darken it Mm -hmm. so he knows that by allowing this fear to take over allowing all of this confusion to take over especially in america um i believe that america is a very dark country especially with its Mm -hmm. formation and who was behind the making of it and um i really do believe that america is the great satan and a lot of people have really, yeah. really hated on me for that. But I, I really do believe that America is the great Satan because well, I agree since, with you 100%. since then, I mean, yeah, I definitely it, agree. Yeah. I mean, and we're, we're well, the only country yeah. so far too, that like hasn't collapsed. And I believe that the collapse of America will be the new world order for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree hundred percent because when you think about, okay, Okay, America's number one on child sex trafficking, number one on drugs, number one on sending out pornography, number one on creating these trends, trying to westernize everyone, the great Babylon, all that stuff. And yeah, just I 100% agree with you. And I'm sorry, but, you know, I, I swore an oath too as, a Lex, as an ex-law enforcement officer, but, you know, for all the military guys and my buddies and stuff, I love you guys, but, you know, it's it just sucks that thinking that damn we we were actually the bad guys this whole time yeah 
know yeah. what I'm saying? That's um that's one thing that I <laughs> I made <laughs> I get myself in trouble a lot by saying things that I genuinely do believe to be true and one of the things is the military and law enforcement. Um all of the good law enforcement now in America has maybe either quit or they've been fired um one, because of covid right or here. BLM. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, there's that and then you have the military and in my mind, like, I see the military as basically the Hunger Games. Um, mm. I see the um, our, like, top officials sending innocent men and women to yeah, war I mean, to yeah. die, just to die for them, to have mm. a little bit more money. And Think about, um, well, think about the, this, too. Think about this, too. I just thought, it's, just think about, okay, we'll, we'll go back to what you said, but think about this. Okay? Yeah, yeah. A lot of these high officials, these politicians and stuff, Freemasons, whatever, Illuminati, Satanists, correct? Mm-hmm. They need sacrifices. Sometimes you need an exactly sacrifices. So to me, it's like a big psyop, a big mm-hmm. push, and it's a it's a blood ritual, basically. Exactly, a big blood ritual. Yeah, and I'm and thinking, through each dude, blood ritual, the Antichrist spirit is made even yeah. more powerful because mm-hmm. they or I mean, yeah, a certain country gains yeah, more power. And, and How many wars are we always in? We're yeah, always in exactly. Uh, you know something. We're anyways, always in ahead. something. Sorry. Um, oh no yeah. worries. Yeah, it's um it's interesting just how much bloodshed um like always needs to take place um for there to be success. And everybody is supposed to just support that. Like you're sending your children to war to die, and you're happy about that, and you take pride that your child is going to war. That and you're basically left with a flag at the end of it. You don't have your child anymore. And especially, um, even if they do come back alive, they're no longer the same person because they've seen things and done things that no man or woman should ever have to do. And that is to kill another person. And that changes your yeah. DNA. Killing somebody changes your DNA. And if you get into like the line of Cain and Abel, if you look at the line of Cain, and see, you know, where the Antichrist spirit is constantly moving through, it's Cain. And what did Cain first do? He killed. And that Kill changes Abel. everything. Yes, it changes your entire self, killing somebody. Um, and then the having to live with the fact that you killed people. Um, I can't even imagine the average soldier who's in the front lines, how many people they kill on average. Um, have to kill on average and um, it's just like the the fact that people support this and show pride in it and throw celebrations for it it's disgusting it makes me feel sick to my stomach thinking about celebrating somebody getting blown up getting their limbs torn apart getting tortured um, if they're taken hostage this is not something to take pride in war is not something to take pride in and so many people who say that they're Christians, they believe in, in, you know, fighting these endless wars, but God <laughs> tells us to be peaceful. Like we're, we're supposed to be peaceful. Yeah. So where, where does your, you know, morality line draw? Because I, my, my morality, morality line is drawn at war. I can't, I won't do it. I am a peaceful person and sure. If somebody's attacking me, I'll defend myself, but like purposely going, when you know that your country mm-hmm. is not the good guy and then supporting mm-hmm. the fact that your country is not the good guy and allowing your children and your friends yeah. and other family members 
to be killed in the process is, is not something that I could ever back. And I guess it's the same for law enforcement and in a lot of ways too, because like I said before, law enforcement that were good are now gone. And so what are we left with now? We're left with the people who are going to enforce masks, who are going to enforce these jobs, who are going to enforce the new world order, who are going to enforce FEMA onto us. Um, and we're going to become a, a just a military state in, in essence. And that's not something I can support either. And so by making these like, <laughs> by making these videos saying, saying these, you know, I, I believe to be, you know, backed by the Bible, um, especially with prophecy, you know, you get a lot of hate for it. You get a lot of um, people saying in the comments, oh, I'm going to unfollow you or this is nonsense. You're crazy. Whatnots. And it's like, <laughs> this isn't this isn't why we we do what we do. We're not doing this for views. We're not doing this for the follows. Like I don't care if every single person on earth unfollows me except for one person who decides that they're going to dedicate their life to the Lord because they find that everything in this world is inconsistent and the only consistency is Jesus. That's all I care about. Just that one person and praying to God that I can continue to get one more after that. And it's just it, it's something that you um, have to really be ready for, especially, I mean, we're going to be targets for the antichrist, like, especially for, for the biblical truths that we believe, um, and constantly, you know, surrendering, surrendering our lives to what God's will is. And that's just something that, you know, isn't necessarily pleasant, but, um, like we, we need to keep spreading this, this news to people who, who don't know, because, I mean, we're old. This is a battle for souls. This isn't a battle for for likes and views. Yeah, and unfortunately, as time goes on, it's not going to get any easier. Mm -hmm. uh, a lot of people they're kind of waiting for like the. Oh, hold on, sorry, Drew was booted out. Huh, I'm um, back. Yeah, a, a lot of. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people are going to wait. Are they? They're trying to wait for the perfect opportunity, and I'm like, dude, every day is an opportunity. Oh yeah. And yeah, it's not lives at stake. You're right. It's it's, it's 100. It's souls. Mm -hmm. It's just it's really stinky, and especially at, once again, like back to COVID, it's so wild. Where some I I didn't really have any personal friends um, that did this, but there were so many people because our our church shrunk quite a bit, and yeah. after we people were allowed to go back to the church and stuff, mm -hmm. and it was just so crazy. Like people just gave up their faith after COVID. I can I'm like I can only imagine what's going to happen when persecution. Not Facebook persecution where people just disagree with you or make fun but of you. But real persecution. Yeah, I'm like, dude, because in other countries, yeah. I mean, where you're like, threatened to have your child like killed if you don't, you know, accept whatever other god. Yeah, well, well, yeah, well, example, I was talking to Zook, like one of my friends um, in, uh, in India, her name is Jaya, and she lives in Hyderabad in that area, in, like central south of India. But they're actually, uh, Muslims are tracking women down looking at their phones and if they have a bible app on them they're tearing their clothes off they're raping them and they're killing them and they're killing their families you know and it's uh, and they're burning down their churches like she sent me a video of her pastor getting killed as she was running you know it's just like yeah, america like westernized christianity has no idea what's coming oh yeah and it's gonna hit us like a train yeah big time yeah 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 good stuff though but hey it's all good because in the end Jesus wins anyway. But during that time though, it is gonna suck. Yeah. 
but then there's also the underground church and there are going to be ways you know like we people like us we're going to band together we're going to have to band together and it's going to come to the point where either we're going to be like forced to all join physically together to keep each other safe and Mm -hmm. i believe that you know not like not all of us are doomed you know not all of us are doomed to have this awful terrible death you know there are ways that we can be prepared there are ways that you know we can join together and live as a community you know in essence Mm -hmm. whatever we need to do but um there's always the hope too that you know jesus is coming and he's coming very soon and even though like we may experience you know hardship in in this lifetime it's nothing compared to the joy and the happiness and the beautiful things that we can see in the next lifetime that will even you know, matter for a second. We'll forget about it once we get yeah. to heaven. And that, and that's the thing about Satan is that he knows that's what makes us dangerous. Yeah, he knows that's what makes the more persecution we get on us, the more the more that our faith builds, the more that our love builds towards Jesus. You mm-hmm. know, it's it, it cancels it out, and he knows that. Absolutely, and so he uses the fear and he uses the the hurt and the pain um, to fuel people towards you know accepting this mark of the beast and accepting um satan to be you know the antichrist to be lord but for people like us especially um especially people like us reminding people that you know sure like it's written we're we're gonna suffer but that's nothing compared to what's gonna happen to them in the end they're gonna get it way worse so like what side do you want to be on in the end because i I definitely want to be on the winning team yeah, I agree 100%. And it was funny since you said that about the, but go ahead, Zuck. Oh, oh, sorry. About like the elites and stuff like that. It reminds me of, uh, oh gosh, what was that? It, it is wild for some of these. Um, um, and I've heard of several stories of people at, like going to hell. Like I think there was a book a guy wrote who's who's now definitely now a Christian. John Ramirez. In hell or something like that. Oh, no, no. Um, I was talking about, no, I was John Ramirez. John Ramirez. Um, but I, I watched him like um, just sharing this um, at a church, and then I looked at his book, and I'm like, "Wow, this is pretty wild." But I know it's going to be far beyond concept of any kind of evil and everything because it's a complete separation of from you. And it was just uh, scary to really think about. I know some people have been close because I had this girl um, and ages ago, and she was the age movement stuff like that and there was even kind of like a, a wake-up call he had a dream and i believe it was a spiritual dream where she was actually pulled to hell he just she described it she said just imagine the, the worst depression anybody can go through and and then times that 10 times another 10 and then keep going on and and it's so crazy to think how long eternity is down there because somebody this once they're like imagine every piece of sand on on planet and as soon as you get to the last grain of sand and it's gone that's only one no but still imagine having to do that like day i'm like and it's and it's never gonna get better these government experiments and stuff it's not because i do think about you know my loved ones and just just in general people like Get ready for some monster-sized entertainment with no pesky ads. Subscribe to our Cryptid and Conspiracies podcast for just a few coins a month. And listen to all the spooky tales of the unknown creatures and conspiracies in commercial-free bliss. Get your subscription now and join the hunt for the truth today. Link in the show notes. In God's image, how they just turn their back.
I, I know we live in a messed up world that's distracting everybody they can from Christ, which is demonically influenced. And then people will kind of even fight. Against. Yeah. And, well, the thing uh, is, just, it's yeah, tricky, right? you're absolutely right. Is Like you said, Zook, you know, and like she said too, you know, we only have, God, our pastor says this a lot. We only got one shot in this life. One shot. That's it. We got one. And every person you come up on, coffee shop, uh, the grocery store, wherever, they're either going to one or two places. That's it. And you got one shot. You got this mouth that God gave you to talk and the heart and the wisdom to do it. And, you know, it's just, yeah, that's what really just kind of keeps me up at night. It's like, you know what, dude, you only got one shot in this life. You got to live every day. Like basically, you know, like, like it was your last, you know, and I oh, thank yeah. you, Jillian, for making those videos, man, because <laughs> God's giving you a platform to, even though you're not preaching at a church, yeah. you're preaching to the world one way or another, you're doing that. So oh, I just well, want to say thank you. Yeah, I love it. I love it. It's, you know, I mean, it's really given me a new purpose and I will continue to keep making, you know, these videos. Um, and I'm going to be launching a new podcast here soon with a friend of mine. Um, so getting that started, maybe we could do like a, a collab there too. But um, I started oh, doing one about a year ago. I stopped doing it after I found out I was pregnant. But like I said, I'm getting back into journalism full throttle. I'm so excited to just jump back into everything after just taking some time to myself just to to keep my health good and to, you know, stay focused on the word. And uh, now I'm ready to, to go full force into, you know, battling for, for souls for the kingdom of heaven. And um, it's, it's just been such a ride and I can't wait for, for the next chapter to start for sure. That's awesome, man. That's yeah, awesome. that's awesome. Hey, one, what definitely though, whenever you get your podcast kicked up, um, I'm going to send you Gary Wayne and Josh Monday. I think you'll have a hell of a time with them. Talking oh, great. To them. That sounds so, awesome. Yeah. So, uh, Zook, you got anything else for you? Man, I feel like <laughs> we, need, we need to do it. Yeah. Around. Like, <laughs> I agree. That's good stuff. I, was, I wasn't prepared for like, I was prepared, but there were so many topics that we covered, but it was like lightly. And, mm -hmm. but so, so much of this stuff, I'm like, oh, man. It's fun, but and and after we're we're done with this, I want to like we'll just chat for another few minutes if you have time. Awesome. Um. So, yeah. But yeah, other other than that, it's just it's crazy, what's going on in this world. Like, um, a lot of evil is hidden in plain sight. Oh yeah. <laughs> Christians like. But that's all I got for right now. I agree. Oh, cool. Um. I guess we're pretty close to wrapping it up. Okay, so let's talk about your conference and where can people can find you at. Awesome. Okay, so we'll start off with the conference. It's this November, the 2nd through the 4th, and it's in Phoenix, Arizona. And it's catered towards women, but men can join too if you want to. Um, it's called the Rooted Conference. I'm going to be in a panel there. I'm going to be there um, for VIPs too, which is the 1st to the 4th. So I'm going to be there through everything and uh, we'll be on the panel there and it'll be really, really exciting. So if you want to get tickets, you could go to the rootedtruth.com slash retreat and you can get your tickets there. And um, if you guys want to follow me on my journey towards finding God's truth, um, you can 
visit my Instagram at Jillian Stone as well as my TikTok at Jillian Stone. And um, if you want to find my podcast, it's called the Alabaster Podcast and it's on Spotify. And I'm working on getting more streaming outlets going for season two. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's where you can find me. And I hope to see you guys there. Awesome. Awesome. Right. Onski, yeah, we'll definitely. I'll have I'll have Zuck plug all in, plug all in in our show notes. Like people can just find you with the one click. So, Zuck is the editing master. So, um, oh, awesome. yelling at it. Um, <laughs> other than that, uh, I since this is kind of a cryptic conspiracy Christian podcast, I'm gonna ask you what I ask everybody else. Since you're a Bigfoot, you know, uh, liker in that in our area, enthusiast, uh, we hunt Bigfoot too. So. What do you think Bigfoot is? There's no right or wrong answer to it. Oh, I absolutely think that Bigfoot is a subspecies of Nephilim. No doubt about it. No doubt about it. <laughs> that was the quickest, shortest answer I've gotten. And it was the most solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Easy, awesome. easy answer. <laughs> easy. She's like, I've been waiting for this all day, guys. Bam. Got oh, it. Oh, my life. Bring it on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Definitely subspecies of Nephilim. I have always wanted to see one. Maybe I will in this lifetime if God allows me to. But I don't even know what would prepare me to see a Bigfoot. Um, I think that I might pee my pants. Um, that would be an insane um, experience for sure. But I do hope to see one one day. And I do hope to do an actual Bigfoot excursion, um, especially around like Washington State. I definitely want to go back to my hometown um, and see where I can, you know, connect with the tribes there. Um, there's a ton of Indian tribes in Washington oh, yeah. State. And so connecting with them and being like, okay, where's the hot spots at? Because uh, I'm ready. I'm ready if you are. <laughs> But <laughs> I think I think you would have some good. I think you will have some better luck than we do because we go out deep in the woods and, anyways. But they're more interested in females than they are men because they know men bring destruction. Oh yeah. So, oh yeah. Yeah. So so if you go out there just singing and doing everything, <laughs> you know, they'll probably be, probably be seeing you know like what you're about. So you know. Yes. Yes. Cross my fingers. That'd be awesome. Yeah. So, all right. Uh, Zook, you got anything else, man? No, that's it. That was like the ice on the cake, the way to end it. Seriously, that was the best <laughs> answer ever. <laughs> it landed cool. to this, like, oh, let's go hunting. <laughs> which we're, we're long overdue, but we have December right around the corner. So, yeah, yeah we do. We're going, oh, you ever heard of, uh, I don't know, I think you have, Turtle Man. Well, you're, you're young. You're young, but I'll ask Turtle you, Man. Yeah, Turtle Man. You ever? Yeah. Like the yee -hee. Woo, live action. Woo. I never knew him, but like I met him yes, at a conference. I, 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 I never met I him. Yeah, well, oh, yeah. Yeah. I used to watch his show like every time. Me and my. Oh, school, sweet. Okay, cool. I was like maybe in third grade when it was around, but I um, yeah. would always go to school and we, me and my friends would always go, yee. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. and our teachers would be like yeah. do we need to send them to like special ed or what <laughs> yeah that <laughs> yeah that those were some good days for sure we love turtle man I'm, i am gonna send you a video because looking i actually got to hang out with him all day and now <laughs> i actually have his actually got his number matter of fact him and i were talking yesterday texting because we're trying to schedule a bigfoot hunt in kentucky in december with my team oh. and his team so, that is the coolest. You have to tell me how but that But I'm just saying, yeah. So if you do it again next time, you and your husband are more welcome to come. So I don't know sure. if my husband would come with me. He is, you know, 
he thinks I'm a crazy person, but I would definitely go. So you know, I'd bring my, I, I can bring love, my mom. <laughs> uh, I love to bring skeptics. I love to bring skeptics because <laughs> everybody's all gangster until dark hits, and they're like, "Oh gosh," you know. What I mean? <laughs> I've never, I've never been, but I would love to go. It'd be awesome. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, yeah, yeah, definitely bring your running shoes for sure. <laughs> so that'd be uh, awesome. Well, all right, Jillian, uh, we appreciate you. Uh, God love you, and congratulations on the baby. Prayers to you and your family. Thank you guys you. be safe. And dude, you are awesome. We definitely got to have you on for a round two for sure. And, Absolutely. Yeah, I just appreciate you taking the time to hang out with us. So yeah, well, thank you guys so much for having me on. That's all I got. For sure. <laughs> all right, everybody. Till next time. We'll see ya. Bye. All right, guys. Remember, we're not wrestling against flesh and blood, but against principalities and rulers of this age. Finally got to it. Yeah. But well, thanks for tuning in, you guys. This, um, and don't forget, once again, to check out the website or shoot us some emails from some encounters you might have had. And I'm uploading quite a bit of content um, that is legit content to our website of video and some audio footage as well of some of the cryptids that are out there. So just stay tuned. Um, there will be videos uploaded weekly and yeah, that's all I got to just keep your eyes open to, and don't forget to check out the cool merch. It helps support the channel. Yeah, guys. And yeah, like you said, uh, go back and get that cool merch on Etsy. Zook did an awesome job at, uh, making some shirts so go oh, back and do that hey guys uh don't forget to all you ladies Please. out there um if you guys want to go uh, to the rooted truth conference uh that's going to be november 3rd through the 4th so uh yeah old jillian should be having it on her page and uh zook will put all that in the show notes and everything so uh other than that um you guys stay safe question everything lean on jesus and uh just remember guys it's gonna get it's gonna get worse but in the end, God wins, and that's all that matters. So Amen. Guess what? Oh, yeah. Oh, I can taste it. <laughs> yeah. I ain't doing this for a bravo. I've been locked in the yo since my granite was doing Tabo. <laughs> a hair pick and a pen, I had to rollo. The motto and rapper followed, I'm smoother than avocado. Uh, I'm D-Rose with no injuries in Chicago. I be feeling like Creed, but I really train like I'm Drago. Uh, the first one that can make a lane with no potholes. You not down for the ride, open the car door. Yeah, this forever. I hope to my fellow rappers, I'm getting to you. Keep on improving, make it a mission to you. Don't try to hit me up about no feature If you treat this as a hobby, I probably won't even listen to you I can tell by how you talking, you be skipping seasons Don't compare me, I truly do this for different reasons Man, I give it all to God, it ain't no breaking even If what you giving ain't got love with it, then you can keep it I don't need it, learning is a step in the journey But I watch you teaching, you can't fix what's broken If you ain't down to find the pieces Fighting the world and my inner demons I'm tired of reading people, I'd rather go read Ephesians It's for everybody tuning in, why would you refuse to win? If you take a loss, make a promise you won't lose again <laughs> and be okay with losing friends hold up the hook is in it's deep man as far as i'm concerned i don't care if it's your turn i think now it's been confirmed that i'm gonna let this fire burn now i gotta lie who can feel like this what we talking about oh thank god it's lit what we feeling like oh thank god it's lit what we talking about oh you can't stop this Ay. i haven't been okay but I'm good. I haven't been okay, but I'm good. I haven't been okay, but I'm good. Yeah, I've been feeling attacked. 
But I know God got my <laughs> Yeah, I know God got my back Hashtag felt that Yeah, you know you felt that Yeah, you know I felt that Try to move away from pain But I seen it crept back Seeing who you really are It's hard to accept that I gotta get myself back uh, I need to focus on me Cause man, I got to Change for the better When people decide not to For all my soldiers fighting this war That's in the mirror It's time to transform You know when that guy got you Deep